millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the snow. What a time. What a time. It's made everything look pretty, hasn't it? As we look out of the window from our from our, our boat. Hope you're doing all right. Hope you're well. Um, I've been all right, actually. I've been uh, plugging away. Just doing some things, trying to keep everyone entertained, keep spirits up, and, uh, and keeping busy to keep my own sanity, really, just to stop myself going a bit loopy. But I uh, hope you're doing well out there. I hope everyone's all right. Before we begin, we've got uh, we've got a couple of things to announce. Um, this coming Saturday, we are doing a we, do, we we now have a Twitch Twitch channel, Membrane Podcast as a Twitch channel, and on that we're going to do we're going to have a party on Saturday, the uh, February the thirteenth, pre Valentine's Day. So Valentine's weekend, a lot of love in the air, and uh, we're going to do a party online. We're going to we're going to just spin some tunes. Uh, we're going to have you guys online. Just so, so jump up. Uh, on the t- well, the links will be up if you go on my social media and there will be all manner of links and stuff. You just got to press them and join in the fun. It's all free. Just get involved and we'll have some we'll have some drinks. We'll wear some funny hats and we'll have a nice time. So that's February thirteenth. It's membrane podcast. Is the Twitch handle? That's what you got to do. Go on to Twitch, put that into the into the search thing. You'll find us. We'll find you, and we'll have a lovely time. So do that for us. That'd be great. Thank you for all your continued support. Thank you for your subscribing to us. If you haven't already, please do so. That does push us up the charts. Gets this into more people's ears, uh, and then gets the gets the word out. That's what it does. So thank you for that. Thank you to our wonderful Patreons again for helping us keep the lights on. I am actually going to do that thing i said i'd do and i'm going to find you uh, and i'm going to interview a few of you for our for our for for, for like i said i would we do we do a, a proper episode just for you um also i've got some we've got some reviews we've got some reviews coming in from uh t smith 1978 is it smith or smythe smith or why i'm assuming smith i might be wrong well done well done, says T. Smith, T. Smythe, 1978. Thank you so much. Excellent as well from Mrs. P.W. Ah, thank you, Mrs. P.W. Uh, is that Mrs. Paul Weller? You never know. Thank you very much. That's lovely. And we've got a great listen, and that's from Black, uh, Blake Republic. Thank you so much. Dan, if you would like to do that, drop us a five-star review. Get, get involved. It's always nice to hear from you, and lovely to see that you're enjoying what we do. Thank you so much. Also, the Tuned Up Time Machine. Don't forget that. We've got the Tuned Up Time Machine on, on Mixcloud and Spotify. Jump up on that. Their radio show that producer Paul and I whack out. It's some classic tunes along with some, some current bangers. It's a great show. You're going to love that as well. Anyway, on with the show. This week's guest, um, one of my favourite comics. I've, I've worked with him many times. I've, I've known him many years. He's a fantastic comedian. One of my favourites. He's an absolute joy to watch. Every time I've worked with him has been pure joy. Gavin Webster. Gavin Webster 
fantastic. I urge you to go and look at his stuff. He's so funny, very talented man. And I've been meaning, been meaning to get him on for ages, and I just hadn't got around to it. He's one of those, who should I get on? You never know. And you, oh, are they going to say yes? And, and Gav did. He did. He said, I said, do you want to come on? He went, yeah, of course. So he did. And we had a great, great chat. We talked about what you know, growing up as, you know, as working class men in a in a in a, a changing world. You know how we adapt, how we're adapting to what's going on. These these super fast changes that are happening. And I think we're doing a, we're doing we're doing all right. We're getting there. You know, we're still making mistakes, but we're getting there. This is a great chat. We have a wonderful comedian. You're going to love this one. I'm so glad. I'm so glad he came on. So uh, coming up in a bit is Gavin Webster. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. Um, ah, it's good. To, it's good to hear your voice, Gav. Oh, likewise, you, man. man. Yeah, you, don't, don't, you, you, none of us yeah. mix anymore now, do we? Really, apart from on things no. like this. It's a shame, isn't it? It's a real shame. That's, I've said that. I said this before. I put a thing on Facebook where it wasn't just the gigs getting taken away. It was the fact we lost our community. Yeah, and we lost our we lost our little world, didn't we? Where we'd all bump into each other and yeah, have a minute. yeah. It's like I mean, we, we work just as hard as other people do in other jobs, but in a different way. You know, our hard working was the you know the Saturday nights and having to go and drive to places and and like get get stuff together and then and then we'd relax in the right times. I don't know when when's the right time to kick back and relax anymore now because you just got all this time and you don't know what to what to make of it all really, uh, do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's like you you had a purpose at the end of the day. You were like, all right, I don't mind sitting around on my ass all day because I'm doing that. I've got to drive to Leeds yeah, tonight. Yeah. 
So you just kind of that was you. You go, oh no, I can sit and have a cup of tea. Yeah, because I've got to do that. And you had your own team to decide. But you know, if you were putting new material together or writing something, you do that, then you finish. Mm. But like people in jobs now, they have to go to a place and stay there until they're told to go home. <laughs> Can't get me head around that, you know. <laughs> no, I haven't done that for years. <laughs> having to do the, I mean, when this was like, all right, I better get myself a job, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing the, I'm meant to do interviewing things and. I just have not that I don't have any respect for him, but it's that it's the, those old questions of like, so what 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 attracted you to this? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I need the money. I don't want to work here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got to pretend I want to work in a dog food factory. Yeah, well, this has been the dream. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and, and they must know that you're bullshitting, and they know that you know, but you've got to still go through the rigmarole of pretending that you're not. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because when we were younger, coming out of school and having to apply for jobs, it kind of felt you, you know, you're like, oh god, is good. Oh god, I've got to fuck, I've got to make something up, pretend I want this. This is the job of the of the. It's what I want to do, yeah. and blah blah blah. Whereas now, because we're older, and you kind of see, you've seen behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. you can go, oh, fuck off, mate. You don't even want to be. Yeah, here. This is yeah, your last right. chance, saloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. You can see the deadness pain in the eyes of the person interviewing you. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, yeah. even though the, they've got to go through all them silly, cliche phrases that you thought was real years ago, like saying, well, you know, if you play by fair by us, we'll play fair by you, and things like that. They've got to talk in that <laughs> stupid way. And you go, oh, yeah. mate, you said that to everybody, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's sitting there on a giant uh, on a giant ball instead of a chair. <laughs> and he's, he's going, I, I can't take you seriously, yeah. mate. You look like a seal. <laughs> Fuck off. That's fucking good material, though, actually. I would laugh at that. Oh, well, I genuinely would. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, well, you've been busy, though, because you've, you've been doing your online, your thing, your sitcom. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I did it before um, lockdown. It was, it, was, it was there. It was just yeah. it was just in there. I didn't know what to do with it, really. And then I put it out on Vimeo, but not many people watched it in Vimeo. Just a few people did. Like, But I put it out on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's like, fucking hell, the amount of people that watch it, like, because, not because I don't think it's causing a splash or anything, it's just the amount of people that watch stuff like Amazon Prime to start with. Like, you've just got a much bigger advantage yeah. than if you're putting it out privately, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's, it's, there's so much stuff out there, and it's, it's not, they might not see your stuff, not because it's not good, it's just because it's just so there much. There is so much. And that's the, yeah. that's the, yeah, and this is a world we're now trying to wade into. I know, but you're doing well with and this, though, aren't you? You've, you've, you must have found a, a niche audience that like this now with all the, the people that watch it. Listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I was lucky. Lucky to, yeah, I was lucky to start it before all this. Yeah. I don't know, I'm really lucky that I got it, that we did it before. I would have been, I don't know if I would even be able, if I, I wouldn't even know where to start, I think, in amongst all this other shit that's going on. Yeah, I mean, did you... It's really been a lifesaver. Did you, did you, has your numbers gone up since lockdown? Yeah, 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 yeah. The numbers are always going up. Mm-hmm. It's been really good, and there's and now because that was the other thing as well. Because like Jade was like, you got to keep pushing it. You got to keep yeah. pushing it on the social medias. Yeah, and I was like, oh, but I don't want to bore people yeah. with it. I keep pushing it, but it does. You have to do yeah. it. It does. It does work. Yeah, it does actually, so, doesn't it? It's it's it's, yeah. it's hard to have to. As you say, you you, you you know, you just get your in your mind what you'd be saying, thinking, oh. Because he's still on about this fucking thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's not really for you, if you know what I mean. You know, it's not your yeah. not impressing Rich Wilson, are you? You know what I mean? You, you, it's right. loads yeah, yeah, of other yeah. people. And if there's going to be one or two people going, oh, listen to him fucking going on about that thing or whatever, 
it doesn't matter because yeah. you know yeah Jimmy Carr's not don't give a fuck you know what I mean and that's why they nah. they nah. get on they're not bothered about what somebody on the circuit might be thinking <laughs> you know what I mean yeah true yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I know yeah you're right man yeah <coughs> you've got to rise above and not worry about it and he's just, yeah you're not being a prick you're just trying no, to no you're not I think people should people would yeah. anybody any intelligent person would realise that kind of, look this isn't like my mate, this is like what he's trying to do to earn a living. You know, it's like um, mm. it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't say that's a car salesman. Oh, have you heard him? Oh, there's not many miles on the clock. Oh, it's a good runner. You fucking prick! And you go, look, this is what I've got to do to sell them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, look at him with his banners on the front of his. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and he's he's bloody suit and he's oh hello, can I help you? Fucking prick! He doesn't speak like that down the pub. And you go, yeah, because he's at work. That's what he does. <laughs> oh man, it's true. So when you see so when so you grew up in? Did you grow up in Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Tainsey. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it was. Uh, did you? Did you? Because I, when I was at school, it was just. There wasn't really any talk of uni and career. It was just, just get a job. Any job. Just as long as you can get something, just go and do something. And I don't know. Was that the same with you? Well, yeah, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't many jobs when I left school. Um, there no. was a lot of, as you know, there was a lot of unemployment in the 80s. And it was, uh, if you can get on it, in media it was called a YTS scheme. But before that was a YOP scheme. Oh, yeah. And I got on a YTS. Um, but... It wasn't any apprent the apprenticeships were all but finished and uh it was um there wasn't really much much happening really when 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 uh when we left school you know i left school mm -hmm. in uh, 86 i think yeah in fact yeah oh. <laughs> 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 when, I think. when you see someone who's born in the year 2000 yeah you know, you can fuck off, mate. Yeah, it's always very telling, isn't it, when somebody's yeah. born in a, a decade that you not you can remember being like over the hill in that decade. Never mind being a you know a kid or a teenager. Uh, you know that you're, yeah. you're actually sort of past your best when they were born. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I, that the I did the YTS. Did you? It was thirty quid. Thirty quid a week. I was Is that on. what it was? I was on twenty-seven thirty. Yeah. Made it, made it and I think in your second year because you did two year YDSs which looking back it's disgusting really um, yeah that was 35 quid in your second year but in your first year it was £27.30 that's what it was Jesus yeah and you tell people I was like my mum used to say so where's your money going <laughs> like, what do you mean where's it going I'm a teenager on 30 quid a week where's your money where do you going? think it's going I know they, <laughs> I worked in an engineering firm um and I was on a YTS and they topped up your money. And then and then I think I got took on. I got took on by them. And I was on a pound an hour, so I was on thirty nine pounds a week, right? But what wow. they what they encouraged you to do was work overtime, you know, time and a third, and then you did Saturday mornings, time and a half, and on Sunday you got double time and all that. And you worked like a dog. Looking back, they were just completely exploiting you, doing um uh, manual mm. sort of jobs. You weren't you weren't even learning stuff. You had stuff like sewing metal bars and, and labouring and all that and the um, the I remember the foreman was arguing about um, how some of the young ones aren't uh, you know the the, the, the the manager fetched the foreman up and said some of the young ones they're not even they're not even pulling their weight they're not even trying and he was saying because they're bored you know they're bored at what they're doing and I remember the, apparently the boss said to the foreman he told me this he says some of these young people right you know some of these kids these teenagers man, 
Some of them are on £100 a week. And like, as though it was a lot of money. And also for the £100 a week, we were having to work, you know, like 75 hours not after, you know, like we're Jeez. killing ourselves for £100 a week. As though it was like, as though it was 1962 or something. This is like 1987, <laughs> 88, you know, and... You look yeah. back, we're just terribly yeah. exploited, you know, and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and and you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be pleased as well. Yeah, like grateful, pleased yeah. for the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity, Mister Whoever. Um, yeah, it's horrible, <laughs> but obviously that is a different era now because maybe down south first of all, but then throughout the country in not long a time, it changed from being a manual-based economy, um, manufacturing that, to a uh, um, mm. more commercial-based economy. And those days were gone within the next five, ten years. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the it changed really so quickly. You had the... So when I was a kid, so the we had all the so the mines, mm-hmm. so the miners were all put out of work, and then you had the ship, the shipbuilders, mm-hmm. and then and then they were going, and then on the news like, oh, unemployment's going through the roof, and you're like, yeah, what you, what you? It's like now with all the pandemic, everyone's going, everyone's going, oh, dude, unemployment figures are mad, and you're like, well, yeah, we've all lost our jobs. What are you, what are you looking at? <laughs> there was always this surprise in the media that there's no jobs, and it's. Like what are we supposed to do? They go, oh yeah, you can go do something else. But there's been met like the shipbuilders. That's all. That that, that was generations, wasn't yeah. it? That wasn't just some fellas. That was like granddad, dad, son yeah. were all in that industry. Yeah, so it's it's like it's not. There's people in the north or in I don't know South Wales or uh, you know the Clyde in Scotland. For some reason, mm. they they have this idea of saying, "Well, you know, if you're that way inclined, if you're if you're if you're technically inclined, then you'll do well at them things. And if you're not, if you're if you're more artistic, you'll do other things." You go. It doesn't mean. How come people in the north looked as though they were more technically technically inclined? Well, they didn't. It's because that's all there was. So that's what they did. Yeah. And like you know, um, if you're from an area where it's not like that, like people that are from Norwich, right, are from Grey Yarmouth or that area. They're not. Um, they're not much more. Um, they're not born with DNA, which makes them partial to working in Norwich Union. Um, you know, Aviva. Because <laughs> apparently, um, I heard a statistic in the eighties that every school leaver with more than two O levels or would be able and lived in the Norwich area could work in Norwich Union because they're that big an insurance company. But it's not as though people like they are much more hardwired to be able to do that. It's just because that's what the the <laughs> The, the employment opportunity is in that area. It's not like people that live in, yeah. you know, South Yorkshire or County Durham are, are much better at going down holes in the ground and, and operating, um, uh, you know, um, gelignite to uh, blast open holes. It's um, it, <laughs> it's in their DNA. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Of course, he's from he's from there. He, he he he's born loving ships because he lives in Walls End on Tyne. He just loves he just loves building <laughs> ships. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's nonsense, isn't it? It's it's you know that the people are given jobs in a place uh, because that's what there is. You know, you know, you're not um, yeah. drawn towards be working in a nuclear plant because you worked in you know somewhere like I don't know Chernobyl or, or wherever it is. You know, you 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 just yeah. that's that's what the employment is in that area, and you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, the people of. Oxford on the Cowley Road weren't weren't partial to building 
Austin Allegro. <laughs> Been on an assembly lane at a whatever it is, Ford plant or something. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's took to it yeah. so well. He's <laughs> in his blood. He can't help himself. He was always building mini metros when he was at it's, school. He it's, it's not even so much an Oxford thing. It's a Cowley thing. <laughs> <laughs> a specific council estate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good job we didn't move because he probably would have lost those skills when he was six. <laughs> yeah, down in Brighton building mini metros. He just wouldn't he'd be lost, wouldn't he? Lost. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? And what I like about your comedy is it, there is it, some of the things you I've watched you over many years, and you, there's an assumption that people from us, people from a working class background, don't understand what's going on. Whereas, well, I was listening to you and I'm like, you know, we absolutely know what's going on. That We have to know what's going on so we can take the piss out of it. You know, that's... So there is an, there's this assumption that we're all thick idiots that should be working in factories, but we all... We do understand what's going on. Yeah, well, I mean... What's, what's happening and... I think most people do. Some people don't articulate it in the um, traditional mm. way as people would like to articulate things. You know, not everybody's Stephen Fry or whatever, but... You know, you yeah. you still get um, people still understand what's going on and understand that they're being like used and exploited in a certain way because that's that's the nature of um, that's the nature of living on a in a well a capitalist country. I'm not I'm not like a raving communist yeah. or anything, but that's how it works, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, used mm. for your labour, or you're used for for those particular reasons, depending upon uh, yeah what you. Eat. Well, it is. It's, I've I've said this on here before, and it, we, you know they talk about the the HS two line and the and the and the you know widening motorways and they're making and they're making apartments smaller and, and you're like yeah they're just turning everyone into worker bees. They're making yeah. everything all the all the avenues to get to work. They're making them bigger. Well, that's a good point. So you can get to work quicker and make more money for the people. That's a good point. You know, and if you drop dead, so right, there'll be someone to take your place. Yeah, and they kind of sell it to people that that's what they want. Yes, we'd like to be near our workplace and get there quicker, and we'd like to have a very small apartment right next to the railway lines. It's almost like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, I, I, I can't believe I didn't realise that that's what I wanted, but uh, it, it's, it's always the same. I always feel that that's the thing that they tell people what they want, so people... I'm not saying people are stupid, but people kind of believe it. You know, if you if, if you if you if you tell yeah. people that that's what they're that's what they're aspiring to, they go, yeah, I suppose I must be really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, that's it. A lot of us, we you know, we do. Human beings do need to be told sometimes. Not not told, but you know, like kind of guided in a certain way. But what's happened is that people in charge have manipulated that now. They've gone, oh, well, yeah. okay. And they're much more subtle about it now, aren't they, than what they used to be. Yeah. I think they've realised that. And, uh, you know, a bit like how marketing uses, you know, uh, philosophy and, and I presume um, psychologists and things to put, you know, to put white wine near where the fish is and things like that. So... You, you knew that mm. things like psychology would get used in an evil way at some point, wouldn't you? You know, and they, and they go, well, they <laughs> tell people that they'd really want this. And they probably will say, yeah, we do want this, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's that, oh, yeah, if I live, I don't need a big apartment. I'm, I'm hardly ever there because I'm at the job that I love. <laughs> That's right, the job that I, I definitely, definitely love. Yeah, I, I I think it's marvellous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, no, no, no. So I just, you know what? Get rid of my apartment. I'll just live at the office. Well, that's what's happened now, isn't it? Now with this working from home. Yeah, 
Oh, that's right. You just yeah. Now you now you're in it. You can't. I t- I was on something just recent, uh, just earlier, and we were talking about the. F- it made me laugh when people were putting on at Christmas out of office things on their in- on their emails. And you go, no, you're not. You're at yeah. home. We're all at home. We're all stuck. Yeah, that's right. What's this? And, and if the, if they think they can make more money out of you like that, then they'll start uh, actua- accentuating the positives of it. Going, hey, just whenever you want to stop and have a cup of tea, you can. Uh, and they'll, they'll they'll spin it into a positive way, won't they? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. And now they're going, oh, you don't need to go abroad on holiday. You can have a holiday in your flat. <laughs> just have a. It's like the um, just go to another room. You know the um, zero hours contract. You know that that's the. I don't agree with it, but it's the yeah. nature of society, right? This is how it works, right? But I hate the way they try and make it like positive. They go, some people like it. <laughs> some people like the, the flexibility. <laughs> some people like the. Some people don't want to be tied down, and they like the flexibility. You think, oh come on, stop pretending yeah. that it's 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 for everybody's benefit when really it's for an employer's <laughs> benefit. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you say, if we, at school, like we were saying earlier, when you it got to like, it was like the third year in senior yeah. school, or, and they go, right, okay, now you've got to start making choices, like what you're going to do, and these are the things that you could probably do. There was no kind of talk of going into the arts, or mm-hmm. there was no kind of, they didn't really look at you, go, oh, he's actually really good at that, why don't we kind of nudge him in yeah. that direction? It was always like boys do business, women yeah, do, right. women don't have it, it to would, choose a career because they're going to have kids anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it'd be too much. I don't know, too much of a faff and too much like some work for a teacher to do, and then a careers officer to actually take people in individually and ask them what they want to do. Much better to do them on mass, you know. Much better to lump both them into four different bags, really. You know, that was that's a lot yeah. easier for them, an easier job for them, um, and unless somebody was phenomenal. They're, they're, where they might be like at a state school and they could, they're good enough to go to Cambridge. Yeah, they'll spend time on them, but that's only for the benefit of the school looking good, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Well, that's like all of these things, isn't it? All these exams, it's just all about the numbers, making sure the school looks good. And yeah. there's that, there was, I remember, yeah, where we had open days and parent, like, pr- pr- parents were going to be bringing their kids to the school so they'd they'd get shown around and... Any problem kids would get shoved in the school hall. <laughs> you know, you'd it. Just hit, yeah, go and play football or something. Just get yeah, them out of the way. It, that reminds me of um, the um, when Newcastle failed, actually, is Liverpool won it for the uh, European City of Culture. And Liverpool won that. And they, they did have a good campaign because they, they made it about people and the, the Europeans liked that and that they needed some infrastructure and help. But apparently the, the, the Newcastle won because it came second. It, it was, I've spoken to a couple of people, I've spoken to somebody, uh, should I say her name? Um, uh, Miranda Sawyer. Yeah, I, I should, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll say her name because there's nothing derogatory about what she said uh, or any underhand. Uh, she um, she was on the committee and she said the Newcastle campaign was good, but it was just a bit too good and too slick and making out that it was some super duper space age come massively cultural high bro place that it wasn't. And it, Apparently, halfway through, one of them went, when can we meet a jury? <laughs> because what they've done is they've took them all to all these posh buildings and these nice areas, and these art galleries. And the, 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 the campaign was like saying, please get these these uh, these these uh, these heathens out of the way while we, um, we, you know, we formulate our bid. And they were being the eyes were being shoved to these posh places and they didn't meet any people as such, you know, and. 
I think that's yeah. what did it in the end because the Liverpool one was, you know, that pushed the whole thing of what Scouse humour and Scousers and things like that. They did what they would, what obviously the committee wanted to see in here, but Newcastle thought, no, no, we'll avoid that like the plague. And that's the same thing as the parents' <laughs> night, isn't it? So shove the year. Uh, yeah, shove these morons out the way while we pretend that we're something that we're not. Yeah, I know. And like you said, but and if you're just honest about it, like Liverpool showed you more because there is that there is that there's this Manchester Liverpool not Manchester but Liverpool uh, Newcastle like there is more of a sense of togetherness and community. If it, it feels as an outsider, right. I might be wrong there. But being down here in London, there's fucking London don't give a shit. London doesn't even give a shit. It doesn't. Well, it's very care big, isn't it, London? That's that's, a, that's part yeah. of the problem. Well, if you can call it a problem, it's very big and it's a capital city. And um, I've never liked that thing when Northerners say, um, you know, you you go down to London and nobody talks to you. Well, of course they don't. It's a capital city. You know, I mean, if you you know, like, what are you going to do? Strike up a conversation with a Mexican ambassador when when you're on the tube when you when you've got your overalls on? Going, yeah, all right. And sorry, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> yeah, sandwich. You want a sandwich. So, yeah, we we are very busy. We are going formulating a, a, a bid for a, some sort of uh, somebody's uh, extradition or something like that. You know what I mean? God, What's the matter with you, mate? Jeez, what is it with this? What is it with this town? <laughs> it's a capital city. Or somebody's really busy going to, you know, going to work in the city, and somebody's, you know, somebody's yeah. got something on at the BBC, and think, you know, it's 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 a huge, it's a different kettle of fish to, I don't know, Huddersfield yeah. or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is this because it's because because London doesn't care if you can keep up with it. Yeah. It's you it, there's a there's a like oh, you're hanging on by your fingertips to stay in it. You yeah. feel like and what's this the thing is what's happened with this with this this virus shit. Suddenly people have gone, "Oh, I don't actually need to be in London. Right. I can go elsewhere. I can be elsewhere and do this." Oh, that's and, interesting. So there's like seven hundred thousand people have left London. Is that, is that pretty much the figures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just people going, no, I don't need to be there now. Wow. So there's a whereas before it used to be, even in our industry, people are like, oh, I've got yes. to be in London because I'll get on the telly yeah. and shit like that. And now, you know, well, Jade has conversations with people and about TV things, and they're like, oh, we want to be more. We don't want to be London centric. We want to come out more and do really? stuff in, say, Newcastle or Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's starting to happen. We we, we need more regional things. Yeah, it's funny, isn't so it? How, I don't know. Whether, I don't know what, whether their intentions are honourable or not, but I don't care. You know, it's a bit like when you know when Radio Four mm. they get it all wrong. Radio Four they go, we're trying to be more blue collar. <laughs> and first of all, blue collar again. <laughs> what we've already we've already touched upon it. Like that's about thirty five years out of date. First of all. And yeah. secondly, like, why don't you just employ funny people? You don't have to say that we've got something, you know, it's like saying we need more women. You go, I'll tell you what, why don't you just go and see the funny women? There's plenty of them and use them. You yeah. don't need to have some drive to get more women in. You know, just just look, just find some funny ones and find some funny blokes and find some funny working class people. And, find, you know, you don't have yeah. to have it be, it doesn't have to be labelled as some sort of... Um, no. You know, new direction. I know, I know, and it's yeah, but it yeah, it's a, yeah. Just go and find the fun. There's loads of people. I see it all the time. You're like, no, there's loads of funny people out there. 
Go and have a look yeah. for them. There's loads. It's like they talk about diversity and you go, you know, oh, we need more black people to do this, that, and the other. And you go, well, go to the, there's, there's the black circuit. Mm-hmm. Go and see, mm-hmm. go and see those people. There's thousands. Yeah. But you're not. You're just looking at what's in front of you. Absolutely. Uh, or, or maybe, yeah. oh God, someone's controversial, but people with attitude. Go to the black circuit, find the funniest one. There you go. There's a good start. The one that's really funny and yeah. innovative and interesting. And I bet you there will, there will be one that will stick out like a sore thumb. You go, God, they're good. Use them. Doesn't matter how how much of a um, editorial they've got, or whether they've got they're a, you know they're a bit bullshit. Doesn't matter uh, or not, as the case may be. Just get the funniest one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Get the funniest people. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> it's not difficult, is it? It's fucking easy. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> but it's funny. The, like with this podcast. It's what uh, it kind of evolved. It didn't. I didn't start off with oh, I'm going to do mental health. It kind of just tumbled into that and became right. that. And it's the worst. It's a, it's a nice safe space. It, it see, I, I spoke on the one earlier. It's a. I can. T- I, it's almost like a therapy session for me, as well as the people <laughs> I have on. It's like I get to get stuff off of my chest and ask questions that I wouldn't normally ask. And it's growing up. You kind of. I don't know. There wasn't any. My dad was pretty cool. He was always like, you know, you know you just got to find your own way. And, you know, he, there wasn't really any talk of feelings. And it wasn't until I was older and I realised that, oh, yeah, my dad was just blagging it as well. <laughs> you know, it was, it was like, again, like we say, people with the technology going, oh, yeah, just do this, that, and the other. And you're like, fuck, how does everyone else know how to do it? And I don't. Because like, they're all blagging yeah. it. And that was the same growing up. It was like, it was like, you know, everyone was going, oh, yeah, you've got to be stiff upper lip and be a man and grow up here and do this and do that. And really, they were just fucking broken inside. Yeah, I've got, I've, I'm writing a book, actually, at the minute. I haven't... I don't know whether I'll put it out yet or, or, or wait a while, but I've got a book. It was part of the Edinburgh show, which is called um, Buddhism and Other Such Rubbish. And what the the the, yeah. the story behind the book is, it's it's about people who wax lyrical about things they know very little about. It's about people I worked with, people in our industry, of course, as well, people that you meet, family members, everything. They all seem to tell you about how this works and how that industry works and what those people are like. And they've never read one bloody book on the subject, you know what I mean? They've never, you know, they don't, and they tell you all about how this happens and how, how it, you know, people tell you about show business when they don't know you're in show business and they get it all wrong, don't they? And, And... yeah. It's all sorts of things like that. And they tell you about how conventions work and nobody really, nobody knows. You know, they, I, I, I don't think I could have that confidence to tell you all about, you know, and somebody talks about, say, you know, an emotive subject like the Arab is, you know, the Arab-Palestine conflict. My first, I don't know about mm. you, Rich, but my first reaction is, if somebody says, what do you think? I go, to be honest with you, mate, I've not actually read one book on the subject. I've just seen stuff around the world all my life and seen two opposing views. How could I even begin to give you my considered opinion yeah. on a subject like that? Hardly <laughs> anyone says that, though, do they? People say, no. well, I'll tell you what the problem is. You're going, oh, really? So how many books have you read on it? How long, how, <laughs> have you lived in Tel Aviv or Jerusalem? No, you haven't. And, and they've, they've got so much to fucking say, yet they, they get found out because they get onto the one or two sort of sub-subjects that you may know about, you know? I don't know. Fucking yeah. rave culture or, or I don't know, fucking um, classic cars or, you know, something that somebody might be into and they start mm. talking. You go, well, actually, you're, you're males out there. You've got it all wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, and it only takes. I see you see all the time, didn't you? They they will bit gobbing off. They'll make some comment on social media, mm-hmm. but then someone will come in who has done the reading, and not only are they going, actually, you're wrong, but they've also, they've also got the links. Yeah, yeah, to they're, the they're actual information. Yeah. Are they going? Who yeah, are you then? Going, well, I'm actually oh. a doctor. <laughs> They go, uh, oh, 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 very clever answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Typical doctor. <laughs> oh, very clever argument. Um. Oh, you arrogant. And then they try and find some dirt on this doctor going, oh, look, he, yeah. he cheated on his wife that's in 1952. Right. That, He's just That's always a one, wasn't it? That was always, you know, there was a thing years ago. I think it was when Rebecca Brooks was um, the uh, editor of The Sun. The big thing that came in, you know, back in the old days, they were like quite homophobic. They were saying, ah, he's gay, and that would that would end a career. But then later on, yeah. she would talk about love rat. Love rat so-and-so, so-and-so says we should be doing this. Well, he's a love rat. And because it because <laughs> it appeals to a lot of women to go, yeah, I'm not listening to him. He cheated on his wife. And you go, yeah, but can we not just hear what he's got to say about, um, you know, about the fire brigade's union or something like that? And you go, no, no, <laughs> I'm not listening to a word he says because he went with another woman. And you go, they know how to kind of um, yeah. say the ultimate thing that would that would render somebody um, defunct in what they're saying. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it happens all the time that you can't listen to these people because he did that thing. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. But but he had some really interesting views. He's very insightful on yeah. this yeah. very subject that we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, which is about. all I'm interested in at this yeah. particular moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he did that. Oh, all right, and then you just get bored. You go, oh, I know. It's, it's like when it's you know when you're talking about um, being on the circuit and, and you're talking to somebody and they go, "Who are we on with last night?" Oh well, I was actually I was on with so and so. No, him. And you can look. It's, it's, I'm just telling you who I was on with, and and we met up for lunch with uh, thingy, and they were saying, "Oh, they, they, I can't stand him." And you go, "Yeah, but I'm just telling you what they said about something else. It's important that we get this out. Don't just yeah. save your editorials till the end of what you think of that particular person." <laughs> You know, it, it, you, otherwise you yeah. can't get a conversation done. <laughs> no, I've had it before. They go, "Why are you gigging with him?" I'll get that. They'll see a lineup picture. <laughs> oh, oh, you're gigging with him? Oh, yeah, I didn't put the bill together. <laughs> this is just how it was. But it, but these are the things that bother me. That you know, people think, "Oh, he doesn't give a shit." I do give a shit. This shit kicks me up at night. The 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 injustices in the world. It fucking bothers me. It's always been the same. But. I don't know. I haven't got the answers. I'm just a fucking van driver from Kent. Yeah, it's a, it's almost like um, I don't think I don't think people are paying us like a, a massive compliment. I think it's just a it's just a it's just a delusion. You think I really feel that you're probably better off getting your energies to the head of comedy at BBC Two to get things to change, or you know the person who we all know mm. owns the comedy store to change, rather than one of these boots on the ground people like myself or you. Maybe that's the chip on the shoulder, but it's a working class. It's a working class person. Uh, you do get this, you know. It's harder for women. You go. I think it's harder for working class women. <laughs> actually, I think that's the top and bottom yeah. of it. I think, you know, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but like the 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 idea that it's, um, you know, or it may be harder for gay people. Maybe harder for a gay working class person. You know, I think they're fundamentally not mm. getting the fact that you switch on Radio Four. More than anything, you don't really hear a working class accent, really. That's the main thing. No. For me, um, yeah. I could be wrong, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's what uh, 
that's what I feel anyway. Yeah, true. It's like Jade says, you know, there's when they talk about, there's always talk about the patriarchy and it's a patriarchal world and men, men are in charge and blah, blah, blah. But Jade says, like, when I was a kid, it was the women were in charge. And it's true, when I was growing up, the women ruled the roost. They, they were in charge. It was like they told the men to fuck off out of it. Like, just fuck off. I've got shit right. to do. You're getting in my way. Talking like about a matriarchal you know? family type of thing. It isn't working class women moaning about it. That's what we're just saying. It's not working class women moaning about it. But it's working, working class, class women. That... Working class women are silenced. <laughs> there you go. I, I am always... Oh, well, this is going to be controversial as well. Working class people... I'm not going to see in the M's, obviously, but working class people that are on the television um, tend to be put into a box of, yeah, I can't believe I'm here. It's amazing that I'm here talking to you people, like, like yeah. very grateful, you know? Um, yeah, you got to doff your cap and go, thanks for yeah. letting me into the war. You know, even when there's little male jokes from certain comics going, well, it was a lovely spread backstage. <laughs> I don't know where the... Um, don't know where the ham and peas pudding was, though. You know, they've got to make little jokes like that little, oh, 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 I mean, I shouldn't really be here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm used to a shit buffet, but look at this. It's very posh and hard to find me. Oh, dear. I had to go and get me suit. But... And a knife and a fork. <laughs> it's like that, isn't it? You know, you little me, little me amongst all these posh robs. Who, who would have thought it? And you were, fucking hell, that's, that's what we're reduced to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand there with your cap, like, scrunched up yeah. in your hands, like, oh, thanks for letting me out from under the <laughs> stairs. Oh. <laughs> That's right, yeah. What are these? Volivants? <laughs> can, I, can I make a little joke about it, how we don't get them in, in our house? Oh, certainly, that would that, be great. That'd be really funny. <laughs> and if you could put some soot on your eyes, just under, on your cheeks there, so it looks like you've been working hard. <laughs> I just have one of your toes poking out of your boot. Then... People will really like you, though. Uh, God. Oh, they really warm to you. It was like what I said to you earlier. What I was trying to say is just because you're working class doesn't mean you don't understand what's going on. You know, you've read a book, you understand mm. stuff, you've, you're an intelligent man, and that comes across in your comedy. And it's this assumption that we're all fucking knobheads just, just staring out the window. Yeah. Just, I think a know. lot of that comes. Because of the condition as well, it comes from working class people a bit as well. They, they go, well, we're not supposed to be using big, long words. And it's because of the being conditioned to, you know, I was supposed to like filth. So, mm. you know, people say, oh, the, oh, the like, uh, the like, the dirty stuff, that lot. And you think that's that's all, because that's all they get thrown at them. So they'll assume yeah. that it's just, uh, that's all that's all they'll want. But I guarantee you, if you... yeah. Go to a working class audience. They're like because they don't have a word for surreal. They just think that it's a bit daft and a bit funny and you know it's daft <laughs> stuff and funny jokes. Yeah. But they, they don't use the word surreal. But there's loads of um, no. working class stuff that's very surreal. Anyway, you know the history of the music hall is quite surreal and offbeat, yeah. and uh, lots of working class people like that. And it's not just yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, All that it's, ownership of well, that's and it, it's yeah, it's it, I. The, the comedy I love is from people that have lived a life. You know that, like people like um, like Dave Allen and people yes. like that. Like they would, they did things before comedy. They were in comedy, and there's that's you know that real proper comedy. I feel a decent, hilarious comedy comes from someone that's fucking driven a van yeah. for for it's five years. Grave or whatever, digger, or something you know like yeah, yeah. 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 That understands how things work on you know ground on the ground level that kind yeah, of yeah all of Billy yeah. Connolly's routines couldn't be done you could never look at Billy Connolly and not know his, if you didn't know his background you would go 
did he just go straight into the theatre from leaving school? Like, of course he fucking didn't. <laughs> you can just tell by the, even if he's not said what he did, you can tell by all the people in his routines and the voices and that. You go, you can tell yeah. he's had a life, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about the, being in the toilet on the shipyard yeah. and they're just that one trench or whatever it is, that one thing and the, everyone's shit's going down. That's past right, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but he, I mean, you, do, you wouldn't even need to mention shipyards, would he? You? you wouldn't even need to touch on any of them nah. subjects, but you can tell by when he does voices of people. You go, yeah, he's lived. Yeah, you, you can't, uh, you can't make that up, or you just wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't wash, would it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're saying people, people sort of turn their nose up at Mrs. Brown's mm. boys, and and then and 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 I watched it, and I'm like, all right, yeah, it's, it's not great, but it's it's got a charm, and it's got a th- it's got a realness to it, you know that that kind of working. There's a working class feel that kind of work, sort of nonsense to the thing. The the, the whole the, the fact that what's funny is when they corpse and they look at the they look at each other and they come out of it and go right. Do you want to try that again? Do you know? That? Yeah, I mean it, it's very sort know, of. Yeah. Um, they're certainly not the first people who have done that, but it, it's very. Um, I, mm. I only think that that would have been. If a posh person had suggested that years ago, they would have gone with that. But if a working class person had done that, if if, if somebody not from the theatre had said, let's break down the fourth wall and do that 40 years ago, they would have said, oh, don't, don't be ridiculous, you can't do that. I think the fact that the fact that he was doing that live for years meant that he could go in, I presume, with a little bit of um, confidence to say, no, this is how it works. We, we corpse mm. and we start doing the whole thing again. But if he'd gone in with the whole thing on pen and ink, on on printed paper and say this is what happens they would have they would have shat all over it wouldn't they they would have torn it to pieces yeah. and said no it's a no it's a traditional sitcom you know <laughs> yeah 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 but then you know you're right because you had uh hancock's half hour would do that as yeah. well when they they'd corpse or they'd get That's the line true, wrong yeah. or the or the set would shake as they came in the door and yeah and i don't like you said i don't think if someone had come straight in straight out of uni into a theater background they might have they would have missed all that kind of real yeah i mean if you look at monty python the 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 great thing about that was the 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 um the were just given i think was it humphrey barkley in charge of bbc said all right then uh, i've seen what you've got you've made here so and what you've written i can give you 12 episodes later at night (laughs) it wasn't like we'll do a pilot (laughs) i'll do a 10 minute taster then a pilot then a second pilot then oh but we need to um we need to have our lawyers on this and some of our um, writers to gag it up. And then imagine if they'd done yeah. that, but they didn't. They just went, well, okay, we'll, we'll give you a go. And yeah, a lot of it a lot of it in the early stuff shit, but the, the fact that they were given a chance to breathe means that it's, yeah. you know, something that defined comedy, you know. But the, I think nowadays it's more, there's people that don't have a sense of humour or haven't got a history in comedy that are telling you how to write your, write your um, sketch show or something like that. Oh, every time, and it's always you'll get one hit, like Fleabag, and then everyone in the next five years, everyone's right. We need another <laughs> That's Fleabag. That's right. They always do, don't they? Yeah, they, they, they miss the whole point, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, again, Jade will send things in, and they go, "Is it like this? Is it like, like no, no, no? This is a, <laughs> this is my life. This is a story about from my life." These are the characters in that world, and it's nothing like Fleabag. Like, oh. <laughs> because they're, they're desperate to have... Um, this is um, Gavin and Stacey meets... <laughs> What's going to meet? <laughs> Gavin and Stacey um, <laughs> meets uh, The Office. And you, well, I don't think they'd ever meet. 
<laughs> yeah, imagine that. What a shit fucking party that <laughs> yeah, would well, be. Why, why, why have they got to meet? The, oh, this <laughs> honestly, this is like um, this is like uh, the the young ones on acid. You know, why have they got to be on acid? <laughs> Have you seen someone on acid? They don't. <laughs> yeah. In general, the creative juices tend not to flow really. They think they are, but uh, you know, uh, you know, you're just going to get a lot of incoherent bullshit from them, really, if you if you start uh, writing it down. But the, yeah. the, the last thing you want is the young ones on acid. <laughs> it's fine enough as it is, but they've got they've got to have this, yeah. haven't they? It's got to meet this, meets that, and you go, why why don't you just look at what somebody's got to say and. Give it a go, really. You've wasted enough money yeah, already. <laughs> you know, they go, I don't know whether we can take this to sit. Oh, oh you, we can't take a chance here. We've got to put it uh, to one side. Maybe do a taste of taping it. Hey, look, at, look at the billions of pounds you've wasted on shite sitcoms. <laughs> don't you tell me that, you know, we don't want to take a risk on this fucking low budget stuff. Yeah, well, the latest thing, yeah, the latest thing now is that, like, oh, we haven't got like Channel 4 going, oh, we haven't really got the budget. You go, yeah, you have. <laughs> You fucking have. <laughs> Just stop messing around. Yeah. You haven't got the budget. It's fuck. It's but it, because it's a gravy train, really. I mean, um, you can make a sitcom very cheaply and still make it look good. Um, but you know, it's all the hangers on. That's that's where it costs. Mm. When people see everyone it, justifying their positions, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When they go, um, it's going to be one point two mil an episode. <laughs> Fuck you spending that on? <laughs> what the fuck? Is it going on catering or something? Or does everybody get a hotel even if they live in that town or something? Or, or is it, you know, what, what the fucking hell is that money going on? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck and that's just know. like your standard hard, sitcom, you know? I, like, you know, what the fucking. I, I, it, it's eye watering amounts of money, and without sounding like these right wing people having to go at the BBC, you go. I'll tell you what, like, you could make thousands of bloody sitcoms if you just reduce the money a bit and, uh, you know... Um... It's true, yeah, that's true. It's it's that, it's that, yeah, and it's the and, and there's a lot of nepotism as well and, you know, that comes with it. And this isn't, I'm not, this isn't a working class chip on my shoulder like we've said before, it's just, it's just the truth, isn't it? If, you know, people are more likely to look at something if you're the cousin of somebody or the son of someone rather than you, me, rocking up, having just left my driver's job in Dartford yeah. and going, oh, I've got this idea for a sitcom. They go, so? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> no, I've heard, We're going to go with Nigel. Heard some great stories about that. Um, uh, it, there was one that would be too long to tell you, but it's, it's, it's very typical of that. But you, you get the thing like that... Um, I think what they do in this country is instead of like, you know, somebody who drives a van who's got a sitcom, instead of going, do you know maybe something in this? They go, look, how can we find a vehicle for Jimmy Carr? And you go, well, he might not want to do a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't it be brilliant if we got, uh, and they mentioned two quite well-known people who aren't like sitcom based, to be the mother and father in a sitcom. And you go, but why? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, meanwhile, somebody who drives a van or some, you know, some fucking, some woman who delivers pizzas or something may have the, may have a brilliant sitcom. And you go, just yeah. give it a go. Just put it out and yeah. see what you think. Yeah, you can tell if it's a good idea or not. Yeah, it doesn't I need to have. thought so. They kind of, everything's every, got to be ready-made now, has it? It's got to be, you've got to have all the, you've practically got to film the thing yourself, yeah, the pilot well, episode. True, yeah. You've got to do it yourself. Yeah. And then you've got to get, and then you've got to get interest. You've got to get your own interest, find an audience, 
and then you take it to the TV people and go, I've got yes. this. And they go, oh, brilliant. And then they take all the credit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we found them from. <laughs> yeah. You found them being very successful, Neil. That's what you found them. Yeah, that's what you did. That's what you did. Gav, this has been lovely, mate. Oh, is that it? I've right. really enjoyed talking I was to you. Yeah, halfway it, through, man. I was thinking, we well, when we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you want to plug, mate? Well, I could I'd just plug me sitcom, really. Yes. Uh, my sitcom is called I've Got a Job for You, Gav, and it's on Amazon Prime, uh, which if you've got Amazon Prime, it's easy to find. You just type in I've Got a Job for You, Gav. Or if you type Gav, you'll find it. It's uh, three episodes, uh, long episodes that is, and loads of comedians are in it, and and actors and things, Brilliant. you know, myself, uh, Matty Reed, Sammy Dobson, oh, nice. Lee Kale, um, Rob Rouse. Um, Lovely. Loads of others. Um, brilliant, what a brilliant bunch. That's, and that's on Amazon Prime? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime, yeah, yeah. Prime Video, brilliant, you can go and watch that. Lovely. Gav, thanks so much for coming on, Been mate. It's a real pleasure. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.